0: Hallelujah. Do we serve a good God? Amen. Have the children been dismissed yet? Okay, Sunday school. Children, you may be dismissed for Sunday school. Hallelujah. um actually can you can you stop those two girls? Would they like to be part of the baby dedication? Oh, I may have missed it All right. I don't see the mother here right now. She might be with the child. Pardon me, yes. Um, before I get into my sermon, we've got a couple children we're going to be dedicating this morning, but before I get to there, um, I want to bring, um, we have a a prayer request that we want to bring before the church. Some of you know, many of you know, but some of you may not know, um, who is in the nursery this morning, but she was here this morning getting prayed for, um, She's expecting. And so in the course of the pregnancy, they've had a number of visits to the doctor, and the baby is doing great. But um, they noticed uh, something on Sha'ine's neck a little while ago, and they've been monitoring it a bit, Pastor Brenda and Pastor Daniel. And uh, this week, through the course of a few um, visits with the doctor, uh, the word cancer came up in the thyroids, pardon me, thyroid, and uh, they were expecting a joyful visit with the doctor, and uh, they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, he takes his chair, and only like a doctor can do, wheels his chair in front of her looks at her and says, I don't know how to say this to you. Have you ever had devastating news delivered to you? Catches you completely out of left field. So, that happened Monday or Tuesday. And uh, it was quite a shock. And That may be a diagnosis, that may be a possibility, but my God is bigger. The God that I serve is the God that can defeat cancer. The God that I serve is a God that came to the earth, endured the pain and the suffering, took our sins for us, for our benefit, went to the cross took the stripes, and by his stripes we are healed. He went to the cross. He died. He went to hell, and he took captivity captive, and he went and brought them before the heavenly Father. And he says, and he triumphed over the enemy, and he grabbed him, and he triumphed, and he showed him openly. My God is a victorious God. So this week we've been praying for Shawneen. Some of you may have seen that on Facebook but I want to pray right now again. And uh, I'm coming against it. So if you can close your eyes, I, I want to bring this before our Father. And I'm going to make some declarations. Cancer, we curse you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to die and to leave Shaneen's body completely, 100%. I declare healing over Shawnine's body. I declare every cell of her body to be whole and to be healthy. I declare life And liberty and strength and health over Shawneen now, in the name of Jesus. I declare that this pregnancy will be full, will be complete, will be whole, and the little child will grow and be whole and healthy and be brought at maturity. We declare that and we call forth the healing power of the blood of Jesus. By your stripes, Shawneen is healed. We thank you for that, and everybody said, amen. amen, amen. We've got two children this morning that we'd like to dedicate. Is little Trev- Trayvon, is he ready? Why don't you come on? I want to introduce you to Maria Semenye. Okay. Um, pardon me? Okay. Come on up. Come on up. Do you uh, do you have your daughters? Would your daughters like to join you, and and your grandma, your mom, and your friends? Amen. Hallelujah. This little guy—he was worshiping before we even started worshiping this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is Trayvon Paul. Oh yes. I have to learn how to stand right for photos. So when you come to the mill here, your mom has come from Kenya to help Marie, Maria, and uh, she will be going home shortly. And in Kenya, she is a minister in Kenya. She opened her home, and it is just to prayer and to ministry. And uh, so we are thankful for you. God bless you. Little Trayvon, his name, Trayvon, means brave. Paul is his middle name, and that means little. He's going to be a little brave, and then he's going to get bigger and be bigger brave. <laughs> Amen. But well, we're going to pray over him. We are going to dedicate him to the Lord this morning. Amen? Can I have Pastor Nelson and Pastor Winona? Can you come? Amen. Can you stretch forth your hands? To this little, f- now is it best if he stays with you? Yeah. Do you want to come? We can, try. we can try. Do you want to come here for a second? Okay, okay. All right. Can you stretch forth your hands to Trayvon Paul? Heavenly Father, we bring Trayvon Paul to you this morning, Lord, and he is a brave young boy. Lord, and he is going to grow old and be strong, and he is going to do mighty exploits for you. Lord, and we present him to you. We dedicate him to you. We thank you for the life that you have placed in his body. Lord, we thank you for his strength. Lord, I declare health. I declare that he will do mighty exploits for you. Lord, that he will speak to diseases, and they will be gone because of his bravery and his courage in the name of Jesus. I declare healing and strength to flow through this body. Yes. And Lord, I just pray for his mom that you would strengthen her. Yes. Lord, as she has gone through some physical battles this last little while, Lord, I ask that your spirit would just strengthen her today, that you would pour out your strength upon her in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hey, girls. All right. How you doing? Good. All right. We have a certificate for you. God bless you. <laughs> All right. No, not yet. We also have another child that uh, we're going to dedicate and present to the Lord this morning. Uh, Chris, we're going if, to... Chris, if, if your child... Uh, Emily Ann Demaria, If you want to come up, and I know the grandmothers are going to come up. If there's any family or friends that want to come up and uh, stand with her, this is Valerie's niece. So Valerie and Chris contacted us a little while ago and wanted to know if they could dedicate little Emily Ann. Why don't you come stand right in the middle so I get this right right away. Okay. And we've got a couple grandmothers present. And we've got a brother and a sister. How are you guys doing? Awesome. How are you doing? All right. <laughs> Boy, they know how to pound it. <laughs> Little Emily. Emily means industrious. Hi, sweetie. How are you? Good. You're with Auntie right now? All right. Industrious. Excel. Hardworking. And the name Anne comes from the Hebrew, Hannah, and the, her name means, Anne means to be favored, highly favored. He favored me, graced. I believe Emily is going to be a young lady who is graced with um, industrious and abilities and favor. And she is going to walk in an unusual favor in the sight of God and in the sight of man. And she's going to have an amazing ability with her hands that will excel, and she will have industrious results. Amen. Can you stretch forth your hands, Pastor Winona and Pastor Nelson? Amen. We're going to, can I put my hands on you? Is that okay, sweetie? All right. Amen. Can you stretch forth your hands to little Emily Ann? Heavenly Father, I just pray for this young child. Lord, that she would grow up being aware of your presence. Lord, that you would visit her like you visited Samuel. That you would speak to her, Lord, that you would give her visions and insight. Lord, I pray over her, Lord, that her name would be uh, true in what she does. That she would excel. That she would be industrious. Lord, that she would experience your favor on her life. Lord, I just speak wholeness to her now. Lord, I thank you for her. I pray for her family, Lord. I pray for strength for her family and peace. I ask, Lord, that you would bless grandmas, the two grandmas that are here, Lord, that they would stand strong with her and that they would see your hand touch her life. In your name, amen. Amen. All right. Can you pound it? All right. (laughs) Just leave that here, actually. I'll just use this one. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 34. I have a couple dogs. Um, And it's funny, um, one of them's a a retriever and the other one's a a Dalmatian. (laughs) And uh, they just like to eat. They come up to the upstairs and they're bouncing around and they just want to eat. And I've noticed something very interesting. When I get them ready for food, they see me go to the container where the food is. I lift up the lid. They hear the lid, the plastic lid. They hear it kind of go off the seal. They see it lift up. And inevitably, immediately, they start to go like this. And they start licking their mouth. No, I think medically, I think, or scientifically, I think they do that on, for a reason. But I'm amazed that the moment that the food enters into their sight, they start licking their lips, licking their chops, and they start getting ready to receive the food. This morning in worship, I believe as we came to worship this morning, we were coming to worship and we were starting to lick our chops, and it's like, we get to worship, I get to worship. I get to praise my Lord. I get to exalt His name. And uh, we were singing this one song, and I, I wanted to find the verse, and it's in Psalm 30, 34, and I want to read you this verse. I want to read a couple verses around it. We're going to read verse 8, 9, and 10. Psalm 34 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that he is good. As a kid, we would say, I dare you. And in today's world, they would say, I double dare you. Taste and see. Taste and see. Just try. Just try. Just try. Just try. Sometimes I don't even think we try. I don't even think we give God an opportunity sometimes. And in this psalm he says, Oh, taste and see that God is good. God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And then he goes, how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. In the state of happiness. The word blessed means in the state of happiness. In the state of happiness is the man who takes his refuge in God. If you want to experience the state of happiness, put your refuge, put your strength, put everything that you need in God. There's an amazing sense of calmness and peace that comes over when you actually do something that doesn't make logical sense. And logically, it says, I've got to control everything. Logically, it's like, I have to manage this. Logically, it's like, no, I need to manage this. I need to take care of this. And what happens is we start to get ourselves into a knot, we start to get so tense. And this person has to do this and all of a sudden that person doesn't do it and then we get a little tenser and our blood starts to get warmer and and literally we start to sweat. There were times when I would be involved in a situation and somebody would say literally one sentence to me and I could feel my blood pressure just go, and I would break into a cold sweat just like that. Now, I know none of you ever experienced that, so I'll just be, I'll talk about myself. But I would try to take care of things myself. Here it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It says, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for for to those who fear him, there is no want. That's just two verses packed full of goodness. And this morning when we were worshiping, I believe God was saying, taste, 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 taste and see, taste and see the Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. I used to coach soccer years ago for my daughter. I want to I talk a little bit on how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. But as I coached, every once in a while I'd get a parent that would come to me singing the praises of their child. And they'd say, have you tried little Sandra in goal, she's really good. And another parent would say, I noticed Leah is always playing defense. Maybe she should go forward. And another parent might say, You know, Alexis, boy, I, I really saw how good she was kicking the ball at home. And all of a sudden, parents would come up to talk to me. And they wouldn't look at me and say, Hey, coach, you look good. They, they'd use this, Have you seen my child? And they would intercede for their child. They would ask for me to put their child in a position where their child would be on the spotlight. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they're, they, you, you think you're just having a conversation and then you walk away and you realize, huh, they just played me. They just played me. They came in with an agenda. I thought we were just talking and seeing how the week went. And they came in and they didn't they didn't care about my week. They just cared about their kid. They didn't have a care about how my week, they didn't even want to know how I was doing. They just wanted to know, did you see my child? Have you ever met somebody that you're sitting there talking to them and all of a sudden halfway through the conversation you you start to connect thoughts and you go, huh? They want something. I've had it where they've wanted me to buy them their coffee. Fortunately, they only go for coffee. In the government, they're called lobbyists. In the government, they're called lobbyists, and they literally have one or two specific um, situations or cultural aspects that they are chasing down or Putting forward, and they will lobby the government. They will take people out for dinner just so they can present their case and, and have them vote for you or put extra money to their cause. They are interceding for something. Do you know the Holy Spirit intercedes for you? Do you know He goes to the Father? When you don't have a clue what to say, he knows what to say, and he intercedes, and he goes to the Father, and it says in Romans, when we pray and we don't even know how to pray, he groans and he makes utterances that we can't even make, and what he's doing is he's reading our heart, and he's going to the Father, and he says, Dad, Father, David needs this right now, and he knows exactly what I need, like he's super smart. His IQ, it's like above the top of the charts. He is so smart. He knows what I need before I even need it. He intercedes. He does it a whole lot better than a parent does it for their child. He petitions the father on my behalf. He gets no benefit. He doesn't get any financial benefit. He doesn't get any. All he gets is the fact that I love him more and more and more. He does it for my benefit. And this morning, I want to show you a couple verses in Romans. And then we're going to go to a story. We did some baby dedications, and I want to show you something amazing in that story. But if you can turn right now in Romans 8, I want to read these verses. And I wanted you to see how the Holy Spirit works in our behalf. He is, anybody here been under the influence of the Holy Spirit the last few weeks? Anybody here been experiencing the Holy Spirit talking to you that, that maybe you didn't recognize before? That's being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans 8. Verse 26. It says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart, talking about the Spirit knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according, and then in brackets it says, to the will of God. He intercedes according to God. He intercedes according to the way God thinks, the way God acts, the way God his nature is, the way that God has designed things. That's how the Holy Spirit acts and intercedes. So every time I ask God for something and pray to him, the Holy Spirit comes and he takes it and he goes to the Father, and according to what the Father is, his nature, is how he intercedes. And that word intercedes talks about petitioning. He also knows our weakness. That word weakness means our natural weakness, our physical weakness, but it also refers to our supernatural weakness. Pastor Daniel shared a couple weeks ago, and he challenged us to live a life of awareness of the Holy Spirit so that we would be supernaturally natural. And naturally supernatural. That, we would, that, that it, would be just, it would just come out of us normally and naturally. And in this passage... It says that we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes, He petitions, He goes to the Father on your behalf, and He groans, and He speaks to the Father according to God's will. That's the premise I want to lay down as we go to a passage in Samuel. The Holy Spirit, when He intercedes for you and me, it's always for our benefit. When the Holy Spirit moves, it's always for our benefit. We may not always like it. It may not always be comfortable, but it's always for our benefit. I've raised four children, and I'd like to think everything I did was for their benefit. But it wasn't always pleasant for them, nor for me. You know, have you ever heard them say, this spank is going to hurt me more than it hurts you? No, really, it hurt them. (laughs) But there are times when it really pains me. And it hurts, but everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for their good. In Matthew, it says, if you as a father and a mother, if you, you, if you know how to give your child bread when they ask for bread, you're not going to give them a stone. He says, how much more your heavenly Father. Now, if you can turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel. And as I was studying I I've, I've read this passage many times but if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 1 I'd like to bring a few thoughts this morning I believe God wants you to experience the dream the passion what's inside of you that maybe you can't even express you might not even be able to put to words the yearning inside of you, but you know there's something deep inside that's just calling out and saying, God! And we're going to start in verse 1. There was a certain man from Ramathian Zophim from the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph. An Ephraimite. He had two names, two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man would go up from the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of the host in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to the Lord there. When the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, And to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had closed her womb. And listen to this verse. Her rival, however, would provoke her bitterly to irritate her, because the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival would irritate her bitterly because God had closed her womb. There are sometimes, there are things in our life that aren't happening yet. And we see other people experiencing them. And it irritates us. Not only that, but when that person does it, sometimes it's like they, they do it on purpose. Just to, Have you ever had somebody do something in front of you on purpose just to irritate you? It's like, <laughs> are you serious? And Hannah had no children and this other lady had all the children. And it says her rival would irritate her bitterly. She would provoke her bitterly. I want to ask you this morning, what is the dream that God has placed in your heart? What is the dream that God has placed in your heart that you have not quite yet seen? And what is that dream? And you say, That's, I have this dream, and yet I see other people enjoying that dream. I see other people experiencing what I wish. I hear other people having fun, and I'm sitting here going, I just want to have a child. I just want to experience this. I just want to have I just, and, and why is it that it's, I have to live like this, and that person gets all the fun? Why is it that I look at this dream and it's, it's conceivably out of reach? It's not something I can grab. It's not something I can experience. It's not a child or something that's birthed that I can put my arms around. And yet I look around me and everybody else seems to be enjoying everything they've got. That's how Hannah felt. And if you skip down... Verse 9, she rose after eating and drinking in Shiloh, and the Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the temple. And she was in great distress, and she prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. In verse 12, and it came, came about as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Have you ever been in such a great travail that you can't even speak? It just, it grabs you. And she was in such great travail and she was weeping before the Lord. She couldn't even speak and she was just going. And the priest saw her and he thought she was drunk. She wasn't acting normal. And yet as she was moving her mouth and as she was opening her mouth the words weren't being said from here but they were being said in her heart Anybody here have a dream that maybe you can't even put into words but it's something that grips you in here And her dream was to have a child Her dream was to see a child born of her and her husband. Her dream was to see life given. And she'd seen everybody around her seem to be enjoying it, but she wasn't. And she was weeping and crying before the Lord to the point where she wasn't even coherent in what was what was being said. She was so grabbed by the emotion, she couldn't even speak with her mouth. And Eli says... You know, how long are you going to be drunk? Put away the wine. And Hannah replies, she says, No, Lord, I'm oppressed. I'm a woman impressed in my spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant as a worthless woman, for I've spoken until now out of my great concern and provocation. And then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you've asked of him. Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you the petition that you've asked of him. This morning, who here has something burning inside of you? Whether it's a birth, whether it's a passion for an opportunity whether it's a relationship that you wish would be restored. And you can't even put to words what drives you inside, but there's something deep inside of you. It catches you and it grabs you and if if you could be totally honest, you would just be distraught before the Lord and you would say, God, what's going on? I thought this. Somebody said this would happen. Somebody prophesied years ago and said this would happen. I had a dream and I saw this in my dream. I, I had a vision and, and I, I saw this happening and everybody else around me is experiencing these things and not me. I'm here to tell you this morning That the Holy Spirit intercedes on your behalf. I'm here to tell you that the words that you can't speak, He speaks in front of the Father. I'm here to tell you the dream that you have is not dead. I'm here to tell you that the thoughts and the wishes and the desires that you have, and you see everybody else enjoying this, and why am I stuck in this place? God hears you. The Holy Spirit knows that, and He goes to the Father and He says to the Father the needs that you have. He is not ignorant. And this morning, I believe there's some of you that have a passion inside of you that you can't express. And yet, you look around and you say, why is that person doing this? Why is that person doing this? And, and what about me? What about me? I'm here to tell you this morning, just like Hannah was irritated and provoked, by what she saw, and even by the enemy, her rival, her adversary. And she brought it before the Lord. I'm here to tell you, just like Eli said, go your way in peace. God's going to grant it to you. I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit knows what is in your heart. The Holy Spirit knows the crying that is in your heart. The Holy Spirit, He is with you when you lay your head on the pillow and you drown yourself in tears and you can't even speak. The Holy Spirit hears it. There's somebody here today, the Holy Spirit just told me, you lay your head on the pillow and literally cry yourself to sleep. The Holy Spirit hears that. The Holy Spirit hears it, and He goes to the Father. And he intercedes. He petitions him. He talks about how good you are. He talks about how you need it. He talks about how your soul desires it. He talks about what you will receive from it. He talks about the passion you've got in your heart. He talks about the desire and the dream. He talks about the souls that will be changed. He talks about the lost child. He talks about the dream. He talks about the child you didn't have. He talks about the health that you wish. He talks about those things and he intercedes. The father, he petitions him, he goes up to him, and he says, Dad, he needs this, he needs that, she needs this, and the Holy Spirit hears you. I don't know if it's just for one person, but even if it's for one person, I'll preach this sermon. You lay your head on the pillow. And it gets soaked because of tears. You can't even express in words the anguish. I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. I'm here to tell you just as Eli looked at her and said, go away in peace. And God, may God grant you the desire. If you continue to read that chapter, you find out that she had a child, Samuel. She dedicated him. She presented him to the Lord. But if you continue reading that book and you get to the second chapter, you will find out not only did she have Samuel, but she had three more boys and two more daughters. I'm here to tell you, God, not only does the Holy Spirit hear your need and hear the passion inside of you, but what you thought was a dream is literally going to be just the beginning of what God has for you. Don't limit your dream to just what you see somebody else accomplishing. Somebody else who's got a daughter. Somebody else who's got that. Somebody else who's laughing. Somebody else who's happy. Don't just limit it and say, I want that. The Holy Spirit goes to the Father and He says, Father, they need this. This is their need. And the Father turns and He opens the heavens and He gives and He provides more than enough. You thought it was one dream. But the Holy Spirit says, that's not a dream, that's a breakthrough. You thought it was only one item. The Holy Spirit says, no, that one item is going to touch lives going forward. You thought it was only for this moment. The Holy Spirit says, no, it's not just for this moment. It's for the future. For some reason, God shut her womb. Not because she didn't deserve it, but because he was bringing her to a place where she would experience something greater than just having that one child. He was bringing her to a place where she would present that child and then God would bless her and give her more. And there's people here that have a dream and you would say, why is that taking so long? Why is it not happening? Maybe because God wants to take that and turn it into something greater than you could ever think. Maybe it's because God wants to take that child and say, I'll take that child and I'm going to give you three more and two sisters. I'm going to take that one thing that you thought was so precious, I'll take it, thank you. You present it to God and that opens the door for Him to give you more. What is the dream that is in your heart? What is the dream? What is it that you can't even express but you lay your head on the pillow and your heart cries out? I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit hears that and He intercedes to the Father. He goes to the Father. And the Father is going to open up the resources, the ability and what you thought was just that dream is going to turn out to be a door of opening for greater things. I'm going to close the service. If if that's you, and it might be one person, it might be a couple more. Um, I'd like to pray for you. And and I'm going to close the service and then if you want to come, you can come forward. And I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to declare the word of God over your life. And I'm going to expect that that dream that you had will come to pass But it will not be the end. It will be the beginning. It will not be the end all be all. But it's going to be the beginning of something greater that God has for you. Don't put a limit to God and say, this dream can only accomplish this. It can only be equal to what they are enjoying. No, the dreams that God places inside of you are so that He can captivate you, that He gets the whole of you, that He gets all of you. And when He has all of you, He can give you all of Him. So I'm going to pray for you. And if, this, if, this, if there's anybody here, and there might be just one person, there might be a couple, After we pray we'll be dismissed and then if you want to come up I want to pray with you I want to identify with you and I'm going to ask God to cause that dream to be fertilized and to grow. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father I pray for dreams right now. I pray for dreams right now. Lord, I pray for those dreams that seem to be prolonged or even seem to be impossible. Lord, I pray and I ask the Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf, like you are, and bringing them to my Father. And Lord, I pray for the lives that will be affected by the release of. And by the release and the realization of the dream that you have for them. And I ask that your Holy Spirit would quicken us today. Lord, that we would bring our dreams and our desires before you. And that you would intercede. That we wouldn't look at it as hopeless, but we would look at it as as hopeful. And that we would experience a, a joy and a fulfillment from walking in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would bless everyone here. Bless the children that were presented and dedicated to you this morning. Bless bless their families. Lord, cause your face to shine upon them. May there be a joy in the house that was not there before. And Lord, for the lives that need to be touched and to be released. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to come and minister now. I thank you for healing that was flowing in your precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you want prayer, come forward and have a great week.